Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the fabulous stories around Azeroth, if I do say so myself. Joined by me is Mr. Fabulous himself, Mr. Frasley-tastic. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I've had a good weekend. I had pumpkin pancakes today, so Ooh. everything's good, and I am not on any more coffee. Well, I'm still probably reeling from all the coffee I had earlier today. Brilliant. And I am always as Pete, Titans, Creed, Netherco, and today, as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us back for more stories around Azeroth, where we talk about some of the Warcraft news that's going around, what we've been doing this week, and... We normally pick up one or two talking points that we like to just chat about. Something that's going on in the WoW stuff. I'm good with words today, clearly. Um, what have you been up to in this fabulous world of Azeroth this week, my friend? So, I did a lot of different islands and uh, time walking and things with, with Capo. Did mount runs. So, I didn't really get any achievement. Other than I think I'm like 62 or 63 on my, on my, on my neck. So it's swole there. And other than that, got new toys and all that. And oh, I am finally the brewmaster. Um, I forget what where that title's from. That is from uh, Brewfast. And it's part of it, oh. the Long Strange Trippet Strand. And I have been meeting to get the Brew of the Month Club because I uh, all my friends have been getting their brews every month. And I forgot to do that so now i got that and all of a sudden it's like hey you're now a brewmaster i'm like yes i've i've, I've had brew of the month coming in on my priest since it first got uh available i think during wrath that explains so many things yeah i'm a massive alcoholic clearly uh anything else you've been up to this week my friend I mean, not really there. I mean, I, I dressed up as a, as Bubbles and Powerpuff Girl and played Outlast, but that's a whole different show. That is a whole different show. It has been really funny. You still need to accept more hugs. I don't want the hugs. I'm you, a no-hug person right now. Yeah, I don't. He's a no-hug person. If you don't know what yeah. we're talking about, uh, Mr. Frasley is doing some Halloween streaming of uh, the game known as Outlast. Uh, you can go join him over on twitch.tv slash S when he is going live over there. Uh, myself, uh, I dedicated my week to getting, to being a busy bee, as it were. And um, I went and got the honey back harvester this week. Spent a fair bit of time logging in, and uh, I, I ended up just doing the rares for most of the week, and then just concentrating on leveling an alt while um, Brewfest was up, and just taking the advantage to just go in there and just do get a free thirty k XP a day. Um, so you've <laughs> been getting the the jelly, I see. Yeah, so yeah, I've been making other people jelly. That's what it is. Um, oh, you make me jelly all the time. But speaking of Brewfest as well, it's quite interesting because once you actually hit Exalted and get the mount, basically, you can get another 35, I think, of is of the, the Royal Jelly to hand in. And it basically gives you a weekly quest, which is like 850 rep with Storm's Wake. And it gets you a free alcoholic beverage of like some sort of honey brew as well. Ooh. Are they trying to be like a butterbeer from Harry Potter? Maybe. I mean, but, isn't Honey Brew one of the ones that goes through Ironforge? Am I thinking of bar Barley Brew? Because, you know, Barley, barley Brew yeah. makes the best brew. Ah. 
you've been uh, you've been running around Ironforge a little bit too much over the last couple of weeks of um... oh absolutely yelling out hey you want your beer we make the best beer here not there it's um <sighs> yeah brewfest has definitely been something it's put a lot of the stuff to to rest of if we were going to have allied uh, specific allied races by that point um so that that's definitely been a thing whether they'll whether we'll get them down the line or not is something else and they're just in the in the game code already but there are specific brews for i believe it was uh i was gonna say fenix i actually my brain pan has actually forgotten the name of the the fox people uh, Volpira. Volpira, yeah. There's a Volpira-based brew in uh, Brewfest as well. Um, it's quite interesting. Because uh, all the stuff is that's there is is sat there. And they've added a lot of races to Brewfest this year. And they've they've tried to update it. There's new toys and bits and pieces as well. And so sausage. A, and, and sausage. Sausage was there last year, my friend, the barbecue. But, I mean, this year you get the chow down on sausage. Oh, you get the chow down on a lot of sausage, yes. I didn't actually get around to doing that, unfortunately. Um, just not enough people I could bother to come and come and do that on the EU servers. Just a little bit sucky, but there we go. Otherwise, uh, I've been working on leveling my Shaman, which will be my eighth Alliance character to max level. I got her to, like, 117 today. I've been taking her through islands, since I don't really need to do islands on the main anymore, since I'm maxed on Azerite still. I tell you, it's a different world not going around and doing world quests for Azerite when you don't have to anymore. Yeah. I I don't know what that's like. Because I, I know I'm, I'm still in the grind. You're like one of those re those retired AP. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm retired from clicking my AP. <laughs> um, uh, I think, yeah, no, I was doing some more mount runs as, as I always do during the week. Uh, managed to get the heroic Nighthold skip completed on my Demon Hunter now as well, so... He's got the skip on um, normal and heroic, so two more attempts at what at the mount that's not on the mythic cooldown there. So that's pretty good. Just a lot of mount runs, really, is what it's come down to. Mount runs and leveling. Eventually, I'll yeah. get to eighteen characters. There's still a lot in the game that I want to do. Like I've still got to spend time on the horde side to get the the pterodactyl, and I need to get the direhorn as well. So. Lots to do. It's still a good, uh, still a fair bit of time. And speaking yeah. of a fair bit of time, um, as we've, as we said last week, in fact, eight point three was still going to be coming, and uh, lo and behold, uh, Wowhead picked up an encrypted PTR with eight point three information. So, we are going to be getting eight point three. Uh, a lot of word on the street is that we're possibly going to get. Um, an Ian uh, live stream at some point to basically dump us with all the 8.3 information before BlizzCon. I think that they'll still do they'll still do BlizzCon and they'll announce the expansion and because it's quite funny because I, I, I mentioned this on the Dragon Powered Studios Discord Spewfire Discord uh, during the week that I ended up just going through the, the WoW YouTube channel I'm watching all of the BlizzCon videos, and I found I stumbled across the Mr. Pandaria one, where they they previewed Mr. Pandaria that was coming, and they went, you had Varian saying about this is everything we've done, and but before we um, before we go to our next journey, we've got to take on the Destroyer. So this was 
basically before Dragon Soul had come out, and they announced Pandaria. So I fully expect that we'll probably get like a trailer like that, and then they'll just go, they'll do their normal in-game trailer of what we'll be getting and everything else and where we'll be going next. I can see that. I do think I was thinking about this. Eight point three. I I would almost think they they don't want to take away the fervor from the 15th anniversary event. So I I could see them holding off on eight point three. But it could it, be interesting, as you said, get eight point three out of the way for BlizzCon to make the focus on the expansion. Well, I mean, judging by the how they've done previous BlizzCons, especially ones where there's still a patch to go. They'll they'll announce the expansion during the the opening ceremony, and then they'll have a bl um, a World of Warcraft What's Next panel, which will go which will deep dive into eight point three and what to expect. So that I that I fully expect to happen, and then maybe on the sh maybe on the sh the um, I was going to say shop floor, but convention floor they'll have uh, like early alpha preview of maybe the new expansion, and then they'll have some stuff set aside for eight point three. But I, yeah, I fully expect 8.3 to maybe hit the the open PTR soonish, maybe post BlizzCon. And they they showed last year that they could successfully do the classic beta for everybody. I could see 8.3 or an expansion, at least some demo being to everybody, not just show for people. I honestly think, with the way that classic worked as a as a uh, as a advertisement tool that they'll probably follow that same sort of goal with uh, a beta for whatever 9.0 aims to be and they'll give it to influencers and content creators and then allow them to drip feed the information out and have people playing that because people will people will play that and they'll do everything on there and they'll do it and then it, it also because this is the way that um universe goes and i hate to use buzzwords like it but fomo is definitely a thing and so it keeps everybody hooked on the information that will come out of that sort of ptr type stuff yeah and, and it, it makes the streamers want to want to do it because the streamers and the, and, the, and the influencers have something that other people don't and, and they'll glom on onto that yeah absolutely it's it is one of those things that uh, is, is a good way to generate advertisements because you're, you're essentially at this point in the game's life cycle advertising to people who are still playing the game. You know? And a lot of the people who are playing classic or playing retail, um, you know, they're all, they're all still advertising to people that play World of Warcraft specifically. It's one of those things. I think it's it's an easy sell, and yeah, if they keep it localized to well, it'd still be thousands of people, but keeping it localized to people that want to play and will work as advertisement tools essentially at its base level, we'll we'll just keep the interest going for it really. And then it doesn't spoil that much of what they want to do, except for people that want to go and watch streams essentially. I don't know. I would I would ask um, how you feel about it. Like, uh, I I think it, it makes sense. To give us something that to at least 
It makes sense for me to, to hold 8.3 until BlizzCon, because the one thing that about BlizzCon is it has to be something big. It has to... I know expansion's big, but there has to be something big, because last year left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth and, and stuff like that. I, I would do a sour fang clone right there, but it's not... It's I, I'm getting uh, caught on the uh, fang part of the pun. Yeah, grief. You'll have to remind me what happened at BlizzCon last year, because... I can't remember that far back. I've slept since then. Okay, it, it's the uh, Diablo Immortal. I, I think if they had not announced Diablo Immortal the way they did, I think it would have made people a lot better. So I think they're going to do something something big at BlizzCon, and I think. Oh, we with... know it, we know it's going to be a big BlizzCon. Yeah, we, we know that we know that alone. Like it's anyone. I'm really jealous of anyone who's going to be there because this is going to be one of those really legendary hype ones. Um, yeah. Normally, any any BlizzCon that is. Uh, a wow announcement there's a, a lot of hype in the air because wow is obviously the biggest draw um overwatch is going to be good because it overwatch is going to be big because it's always going to be the overwatch league it draws money it draws people heroes not so much um heroes is pretty much in the ground starcraft is essentially in the ground now uh, and diablo will probably be big that will be the other big thing that they'll have on the floor there this year because that'll probably be a diablo 4 announcement there's going to be a release date if it doesn't drop straight after BlizzCon of the Warcraft 3 Remastered. That'll be big as well for people. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, BlizzCon's going to be big. Do you think Absolutely. we'll get, I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting 8.3 until January. I'll be honest with you. Uh, on, I like on retail. Like, it'll be in PTR over Christmas and then they'll, they'll remove it before December. Um, because I fully expect we'll have uh, Phase 2 a Classic in December. <laughs> I like the idea that, that Berserk Revenge Tiger Fury said that what if they release the PTR at BlizzCon? I, I think that would be a cool thing. Um, so, uh, a lot of people think that we're going to get an, um, an information dump of what 8.3 and where the story is going before BlizzCon, so that all the all the hype can stay for the expansion at BlizzCon. I don't. Okay, I, can see that. I don't necessarily not agree with that. the The problem is, is that either halfway through October or straight after BlizzCon, we're going to have all the anniversary events. Yeah, that will probably stretch for about a fortnight into the rest of the month. With then after that finishing. I fully expect the minute that the anniversary celebrations finish in retail for phase two to go live in classic. Yeah, because they even said that they're they are getting rid of the layering in classic. Like, like a few realms are done with it and that they're and they said I think one of the interviews uh Jam Brack with GameSpot, I think, said that they are hoping by the end of this year to have phase two roll yes, rolled yeah, out. It's gonna be late twenty nineteen. I think they'll drop I think they will drop Phase two for classic, um, late November, late November, early December, so that Blackwing layer is out and available before Christmas, and that's done and dusted, so that then you've got all the BlizzCon, uh, uh, Blizzard employees that have their Christmas break, come back in January, and then boom, we'll have eight point three. That'll last six months as a normal, six to eight months as a normal raid tier, and then we'll be looking at nine point Probably pre-patch at the end of July into 9.0 in August, around the same sort of release time that um, BFA came out. So it's out before the summer break. 
Yeah. Well, and they have uh, Firelands. I, I know it's the timing of Firelands, but it is interesting that Firelands coming out with a Ragnaros expansion. A Fire... Ragnaros is, is, was in Classic, and around the anniversary event, we have a Ragnaros again in yeah. a raid. It, 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 it's cool timing. It, it's very cool timing. Uh, it would be nice if it wasn't dumped right in the middle of the Christmas time when people are going to not be playing because it's going to be yes. hard as anything to try and get uh, uh, the guild together to try and do Firelands. Um, just as much as it's going to be a pain in the ass to try and get people together to try and do the anniversary raids as well. Yeah. Uh, there'll be there'll be group finder groups that'll do it. But, um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to time walking Kael'thas. That's going to be a pain in the backside as well as time walking uh lady vash if 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 the mechanic if the mechanics on vash work as they do now it'll be fine because they've changed it so that it works around individual people farming vash if in time walking it works as it worked originally during tbc oh my god vash is going to be a pain in the backside because people aren't going to understand to throw the the orb and you need to get through that phase before anything else happens. Kael'thas is going to be a pain in the ass because people that don't understand which legendary weapons they need to pick up and where to drop the um, his protégés and everything else around the room, that'll be a pain in the backside to deal with. You mean they don't just drop in the middle and you wait for like like ten minutes while this RP works? Aww. Uh, aww. You don't do enough Kael'thas, do you? You don't go and find no. that Phoenix nearly enough. Well, we. Because you and I re realized that I thought that the ashes dropped from You thought that the ashes dropped from the actual phoenix, which isn't bad. I mean, it's kind of what you would expect from anything else. It dropped from the actual beast that you farm it from. But it makes sense that it comes at the end of the raid. You, you gotta get something special for those who go all the way. But it's just... I probably would have had ashes by now. So... Uh. I want to know how long you've been farming that phoenix on its own without, without going to Kael'thas. Maybe only since December. Oh, God. You realize you don't even have to punch the Phoenix to go straight to Kale now, yeah? You can literally avoid all the trash. The more I learn! Hey, this podcast is educational. Oh, Fraz, if I didn't have half of these mounts already, you'd be able to just watch one of my mount farming streams and you'd learn all the trips and tactics to dodge half of everything. But what's the fun of not learning it and, and, and trying it? Because it's never a classic. Is you, you, so I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just taking the classic approach to to current, and I'm going in half-assed and sometimes not learning the best way, and like being like, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, oh, that's how we do it. Oh my goodness, um, <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh my goodness, but yeah, I think that's going to be the timeline for things. People will probably disagree they've got their own theories i'd love to hear it and everything else uh ali's in the live chat right now she thinks we'll get the 8.3 cinematic and info at blizzcon as well as the expansion announcement massive info dump at blizzcon yep i i don't disagree with that yeah i do disagree with frasley still thinking that 9.0 is gonna be rise of gnomeragon um i was right with mecha gnome so i am I, i'm again championing them for the gnomes I, I i could be right again so i'm just going with it let the gnome have his hope. Um, he can have his hope when Gnomeragon is like five feet underwater. Um, yeah. What do like? Here's a, here's a serious question for you. Like, what do you want from eight point three? I mean, we 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 touched on this slightly 
last week, but where would you like the story to go for 8.3? I personally don't think we're going to get Ashara or Nazoth. I, I truly think that it's good that they keep that as an expansion thing. But what, where would you like... So, take whatever you want. Nazoth, Ashara, whatever. Where do you think 8.3 is going to go? We already kind of got our Argus type stuff, our Island of Thunder. We got that with, with Nazjatar and Mechagon. So, I don't expect to get another big island. Unless they surprise us and there's some big island. But I would like them to save a lot of the things that we've been hearing for an expansion. Like, I, I want a really cool Nihilotha. I, whatever we're getting... I want them to make it really cool and go all, all the way. Because, I mean, one thing about these zones and BFA, they were fully decked out and fully detailed, and I do like that. I, I, and I, Do you not I think, think they'll give us another Argus? I don't think... I mean, they could. Because we, we did kind of get a, a broken shore and then an Argus. But, I mean, to me, Nashtar and Mechagon are bigger than, than broken shore. And Sarmar was kind of a... No, Saramar, we got extra quest. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm looking at least at Legion and what we got. And then... So with with Legion, we had, um, I want to say, yeah, we had five regions on the continent. Uh, the first, so we then, so we had two raids open at the beginning of Legion. And then we didn't get a new landmass, but we got the, we had the Nighthold open. So there were more daily quests and everything else because they progressed the Suramar storyline with that first patch then the next patch after that there was obviously karazhan but following that there was the broken shore as a landmass that was opened that had existed and we'd already been on but they then opened it up and we had the tomb of sargeras which then opened up into the three landmasses on argus and the raid with that as well as the new dungeon so uh other than the base stuff that you had in the base version of legion you had three new dungeons and one two three four raids because you also had um they also put in the mini raid as well up at stormheim to do with yeah Hela. a tri trial of, of valor yeah. yeah trial of valor so you had that as well. so you actually had quite a lot of content in legion three new dungeons and four new raids over the course of 8.1 to i want to say 8.4 yeah. 8 .3. One thing, uh, Leo out in chat talk about like PKR, and if it's the, the last patch, I could see two things possibly being in this patch. If this is the last patch before the pre-patch, we, 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 we get an allied race, and I, I could see the allied race being tied to what we're getting in the next expansion. So they, they we don't find out that it's a BlizzCon because if we, if, they get, if we get told ahead of time, they're going to play their cards already. But I could see them putting the Allied Race. Then that gives us content to do other than whatever raid or whatever we get. But we're doing something with leveling. And they could possibly do the level squish if they're going to do it. And, and If we're going to get a level squish, it will come in 9.0 in the pre-patch. But they won't change the whole point of... Uh, they won't change... They won't do a level squish mid-expansion. They'll do it yeah. as part of the pre-patch. Because the only thing that they changed in Legion was how it... How, classic levels like like overworld levels how they they, they just get changed that but you're right they did not change yeah in game levels if they're gonna if they're gonna add allied races which i think they probably will do um there's enough models in the game that people want to play um 
then yeah. Whether they tie it between, behind a new rep like they did with Argus uh, is quite possible. Because uh, so far, all the allied races that they've released with BFA, I believe, have been tied behind all reputations. Because you need the 7th Legion for Dark Irons and obviously the other war faction for um, uh, Magkar. And then you obviously needed um, Zandalari and Proudmoor for uh, Zandalari and Cool Tyran. And so, we've already been doing rep grinds anyway yeah. for different. We, we have multiple reps that we've been grinding in in the 8.2 that we could move into like uh, Volpira. Well, we've been doing this since the beginning, but I'm, I'm also thinking like Gelbin. I'm, I'm thinking of Mechanomes. Different races that would make sense in what we're doing. Absolutely. I think it would just be nice that if even if they do decide to add a new reputation for allied races to unlock that, I'd be absolutely fine with that. But with these reputations, I think it would be cool, like for Rossbolt, if we actually had extra customization options for races, you know, for unlocking them per races. It gives, because then it actually feels like getting to Exalted is worth something, because if you're a raider, you're not going to need anything that's Exalted. If you're a mount collector, yeah, cool, it's there, but the, the gold prices are well out of whack right now to do anything. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, Leowild, uh, Leowild in the live chat is saying the last patch of BFI uh, hit PTR on November 30th. I presume he means Legion at that point. Um, that's not too far askew. Uh, I would presume if it's going to have a raid patch, they'd probably put it in earlier. Because uh, I believe on launch the raid was... Like the actual Argus raid was a little bit messy, especially the last boss. In terms of tuning so i think they'll know not to release it so late and plus it keeps hype hype going for it for a few months if they release the the patch to uh, the ptr early but what do you think the main the main bat the main big battle be where, where do you think we'll be going because obviously the story revolves around the raid and the pve that's a good question because I've, I've been everything about that because like i i personally see the the patch being the aftermath of what happened in 8.2.5. I'm trying to think like what would be a big thing because again, I think it's too early to go to Nihilus. I think it's too early to go to those things yet. I think the biggest and, thing. I think the biggest thing you need to look at when you're thinking of these things is look at the storylines that exist and what has been and hasn't been wrapped up. Because the war campaign is over, but yeah. Sylvanas is still there. We know that the loyalists are still a thing. Could there be something that she's trying to steal and we're trying to stop her? Because the, the, there could be something that, again, something like like the, the, the Tidestone. We, that, that we realized that we messed up with the Tidestone by letting Zara take it. What if we're trying to stop whatever other... Because there's probably some artifact out there and we need to stop Sylvanas from taking it down. Yep, we we know that the the artifacts that were put in the tomb of, were left unguarded. That's a very good point. Uh, there's nothing to say that some of the other ones weren't stolen at all. That's a good shout uh, on its own there. I don't know. I mean, I try to look back as far as I can and... 
unless they decide to put because I really don't want them to use Nazoff and Ashara so soon. I yeah, thi- me I, th- I think I think the two of them plus uh, Ashara, sorry, not Ashara, Sylvanas could be left to be a reason for a new expansion. So the way yeah. I, I the way I the way I try to look at it now is what could they possibly do to bridge into a new expansion? And I'm just going to go back and I'm going to say, well, if we've got a time-walking raid where the infinites are going to mess around with, plus, Nos, as I've said before, Nos Dormu wasn't at the Chamber of Heart to imbue uh, with any of the bronze dragonflight power. That is true. So, who knows? Maybe we are going to deal with the infinites. Maybe they'll bring them back. And... For a 15th anniversary, I mean, I know that 15th anniversary is in November, but how cool would it be that, that the next raid harkens back to an event in Warcraft history? That would be a cool thing to to, to do to Blizzard, end off. Blizzard aren't dumb; they know what they're doing. Like they they put in these little things all around the the line to turn around and say, you know, these are hints at what's coming. So, time walk time walking anniversary raid, time walking Firelands raid against Ragnaros and everything else in there you know hopefully we'll have the infinites and then you know we'll go back and they'll do the whole time changey thingy and like the end of that they could go that that could lead into the dragon isles and that's yeah. where, and we'll have Rathian come back in the fold since he has got his new model you know because I was looking at a video of the Dragon Isles again. It, this was for classic, but I was looking at it and I was thinking, okay, because one thing that they that I remember John states said that the, it was a little too ambitious for what they were trying to go for. But I think that they've they've perfected quite a few things in their modeling, quite a few things in their how you present zones that they could they could redo the the Dragon Isles, and with and with our new tech, could do some really cool stuff with it and. I could see them maybe doing something that in if they even brought the Dragon House back for 8.3 show off something be like hey we're going to use this tech in the next expansion but let's kind of give you a small hint but it's that, that, that would still be a huge undertaking yeah no absolutely but Blizzard is coming uh, miles with where, where they're using with the tech and everything else yeah I honestly I'm not entirely sure like without going back and putting a lot of time into actually seeing if they've cleared up every other plot. The only other plot I can think that they haven't tied up in a nice little bow is Gold to Rock and the Shadowlands. And, you know, with all the rumours that are flying around, that could be an expansion all on its own, which is fair. But, like, it's the only thing that I can look at from this expansion that hasn't been tied up in a bow. Yeah. Because again, I don't, I don't want them to kill. So, I mean, I want them to ultimately kill. So, because it'd be a cool, for me, it'd be a cool story arc. But I think it's too soon to do that. I think it's that is way. Too I think, soon. I think, I think it's the problem that they had with Garrosh. Like, yeah, they messed up the Garrosh's story between the the beginning of Cataclysm up until the the beginning of Myths, and then turned him into this warmonger with a plan, and then we just killed him. You know, yeah, when, it, when and, he just turned everything in motion. And you, going for Sylvana straight off the bat would be... It would be bad, you know? Yeah. Like, there's... there's As of, as we said last week, she's one of the few remaining Warcraft 3 names that remain in the game. 
Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of people that, that are that, that, that love her. And I, I love the character as much as I joke. I think the character is a cool character. I I heard Patty Matson on an interview in Real Maintenance. And, and the thought that goes into Sylvanas, I'm like, that is so cool. A lot, a lot of the voice actors really live the character itself these days, which is really yeah. cool. Um, especially when they get called back to play them so often. And I, I think it's been a big... I think it's been a big thing this expansion, especially where voice acting in the game is really hitting that next level. That they're giving more... They have the availability to give more emotion to that character. Yeah. Wasn't someone saying that... That's right. Like, like, like characters can blink now. I mean, there, there was actually a, a bug where certain characters couldn't blink it was messed up at one point but like they're really giving a lot of facial animations and, and, and i i've noticed it in some of the different things yeah um it, it's 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 odd but it, it the characters do feel more alive this expansion yeah and i, th I th between because at, at the moment there are there are three different types of cinematic that we now have we've got we've got the pre-rendered cinematic We've got the in-game cinematic, which uses the models. And then there's the in-game cinematic, which uses the models, but not to a degree of the secondary one, like uh, Negotiation as a, cinema, as a, as a, as a video clip. Um, so it's very interesting as, as to where it can go. And I, I like it when they they do the one, like in the cinematic for the... The funeral. It was cool seeing our characters walk through. I mean, it made you feel part of the of the story. I I, I wish I'd been wearing my Wendigo woolly at the time because it would have been oh, cool. But... Oh my god! Can you imagine that now, Jesus? But yeah, speaking of I... the Wendigo woolly, um, the the virtual ticket is now available. BlizzCon is literally a month away for us now. There's been lots of BlizzCon goodies and everything else. Uh, I've been loving the idea of uh, the Anduin and Sylvanas Murlocs, Finduin and Gilvanas. Really yeah. Really cool. Uh, looking forward to getting my hands on both of those at some point. Uh, but there's um, Warcraft skins in Overwatch. You've got Tyrande uh, as a skin for Symmetra, and you've got Illidan as a skin for Genji. There's a Hearthstone card back and a free legendary card. Um, in Heroes, there is Portraits and Amount. StarCraft 2, there's some goodies coming as well, as well as Wings and some stuff in Diablo. Which is going to be interesting, especially if we get like a particular Diablo announcement. But I presume that they're trying not to uh, reveal anything for Diablo at the moment. So, it's just a matter of waiting and seeing. I believe uh, I have also seen on Twitter some of the 15th anniversary collector's editions being shipped for people already as well so i think those are going straight from blizzard itself um mine hasn't been mine hasn't been shipped yet so yeah mine either like i already have the mounts because i paid the double sales tax form but yeah it's not i don't think it's been shipped from blizzard no but like they're on the way for people um it's going to be really interesting uh, as the anniversary starts to f sway into full swing. I wonder if they'll bring back... Uh, I, I wonder if they're going to do all of the normal anniversary stuff. So like the Green Dragons will be in effect and uh, you'll have the choice. To, you'll have a chance to get your anniversary goggles back out and do the daily quiz for time walking coins. We know that 
the, the old Alterac Valleys coming out and watching Bellula's video when that came out and how long that could be. I'm looking forward to spending a week in Alterac Valley. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> it's, it's mental. Yeah. And uh, Berserker was talking about how the Hearthstone card back is a is Twilight and 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 possibly Dragon Wings. Again, it could be a, it could be a hint to where Hearthstone is going, or it could be a hint to where Warcraft is going. With, as I've said before, you've now seen that done that story, I believe. Because have you hit sixty five on the Heart of Azeroth? I can't remember. Nope, still working my way up. When you get to sixty five, you'll obviously see that there's a specific storyline when you go to help the Reds there as well. So enjoy that one because um, that will be a bit of fun there's a lot there's a lot of story in the game still to be had whether it's on the main line or whether it's offline it's um i don't know it's re it's really weird and it it's it's odd to know where the story's going to go because all we can really do until BlizzCon hits in a month is really speculate. And speculation's fun, and saying where we want the story to go is always fun. But everybody always wants different things. I want the Infinite Dragon Light, uh, Infinite Dragonfight to see more what-ifs. I thought Warlords of Draenor was really cool because of that, even if they didn't necessarily fulfill that expansion's purpose to the, to the needs of what it could have been. <coughs> Excuse me. But there's also... There's always loads of stuff. And... It's not like the models don't exist in the game. Like, here's a good here's a good example. Uh, where I was re-watching cutscenes and everything else the other day. In the in-game cinematic at the end of the, the Jaina storyline. When you've reunited all of Cool Terrors. There is a brand new model for Arthas. Paladin Arthas. They specifically remade a model for Arthas. Which, that goes back to the, the uh, description of the Wendigo Woolly for when you suit up to go into the icy mountains. And that's, that is where I, I think something has to do with, 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 with Northrend. Because there's, there's a reason. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. There's a reason that, that they're showing the, uh, the transmog for that. I think it. It, it's to allude to, to what we're getting. Because I mean, if you look at the mounts that we got when they announced B B B Battle for Azeroth, they were very faction specific. They were the uh, the Zeppelin and the Storm and Sky Chaser. Yeah. And then when we uh, got the toys last year, that was just because we were still in the middle of a faction war, and that was to be like, hurrah, hurrah, and we're too cheap to get you any mounts. I'm kidding. I'm not trying to to, to bemoan the, the the toys. I just don't use them a lot. I, I, it's really weird because there are a lot of hints that say where the story could go anywhere, you know? As you said, the Windigo Willy could mean that we could be going to Northrend. Um, something with Arthur's could point towards re-seeing re him in the Shadowlands or, you know, maybe a lot of stuff where we see more, as I said, Infinite Dragonflight stuff where we actually change the timeline so we see that Arthur's model used. Um... There's there's a lot in the in the actual game. If you look at all the secrets and bits and pieces that still remain uh, unknown to us all, 
Like, they completely redid up um, the Shrine of the Paladin in the Western Plaguelands. And they added yes. all the extra gates. Tyrion. Not Tyrion. Uther. Uther. Thank you. And, Uther's oh, tomb. It, it looks nice. I had to go there when I was leveling up an alt, and that tomb looks amazing. I'm yeah, like, it's like so good. Have... But yeah, all, those, and... all those extra doors, like... Well, and if you look in the the the, the portal rooms, the Orgrimmar, they, they added a whole new portal room just for Caverns of Time. I still and, haven't gone there yet. Oh, it and um, have you been to the uh, the one in Stormwind where there's yeah. these locked gates? I mean, Stormwind they added on an, another branch. I mean, the 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 mages and uh, Stormwind are amazing. They could just keep expanding and expanding that, that yeah. room. But they do have gates with stairs behind the one of the areas, so th there's room for more things. What would be interesting is if the mages found time travel and moved and added more more caverns and things like that. That would be... But you already have the, the caverns of time, and I do like the caverns of time. I mean, I just finally... I'm finding a secret. Like, I found the tavern at the end of the, at the, end of the time, which I think was a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. It could be, yeah. I mean, there are loads of taverns, I believe, around Cool Tiras and Zandalar that are just under the water i think it's like a hidden uh, like an exploration achievement to go to each of those inns and everything else but um i mean as it is uh, in the live chat has mentioned about paladin outdated builders it could just be because of the paladin class hall and they they like the look of some of the gates and that in there so they changed it to so uther's tomb was more like that if because you know oh and uther's tomb was used in before the storm if i remember right Christ, I don't even remember. It's been a while since I've read that book. It is due and it is due a reread at some point soon. Yeah, I, I I've not listened to it since I was on the uh, the trip. It helped keep me sane on my on my uh, trip with my family. I have got some traveling to do soon, so. Oh, uh, me too. Uh, I might be podcasting uh, from the sea. Anyway. Podcasting from the sea with no internet. Good. Oh luck, no. Sir. We're going to have internet, so we've already decided that we're going to have internet. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I, I don't know. I think we're pretty much at the end of this, this week's episode. There's not really a lot of Blizzard news to talk about yet. Uh, everything's really... I think everything, especially with the way that Blizzard are, and they've seen how well they can encrypt stuff. And a lot, I think a lot of this has been where they've been testing out the mount stuff with the nightmare mounts and everything else with all the encrypted data so that they can't be pulled. And now they've just done this whole patch where the entirety of the war campaign was encrypted and hidden. And we see that 8.3 is encrypted and hidden. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to reveal reveal data at some point. Because if it's got a raid, then it's going to need testing on the public test realms. You know? Yes. Yeah. Unless, unless they've actually built in a full... Um, a full actual team on house to train. Like, I have to say, I like what the team at WoW does, and like, I like that they give us content. But it is nice not knowing what's coming until we get it. Uh, and I, I hope that we see more of that with story that they, they keep. I think ways. that a lot of the story will remain encrypted now that they know that they can do it. Because um, I think that is great. Because the it's only been fun. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, the the biggest problem with that is that, especially when it comes to raid raid tiers itself, 
Until, unless Blizzard decide to get an in-house team to test the raids. That isn't like just Blizzard employees just raiding on their, on their free time with God Mode and everything else. Like having a proper raid team walk in there and test it all. Then those raids are still going to be up on the PTRs. And it's still going to tell the story. But they, obviously we know that they encrypt the, the cinematics and they're not available. But it still yeah. reveals the end of the last boss and we see what happens during that last boss and it leads into it essentially leads into the cinematic of what's going to end with so I mean, they could get rid of the race for world first and just let method and limit test just, it just and, test it yeah <laughs> and, and, and like sign an nda that you're not allowed to release any of the stuff but a team of that size i'm not saying that any of them aren't aren't um don't have integrity but there'd be a leak with the, with that many people of outside oh yeah forces. absolutely or somebody would hack one of their their Discord. I mean, yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, they they need to they need to actually hire a team specifically. Yeah, which I thought they did because that was one thing that I. I so you you, you got to remember that most of the team that work there, well, not most of the team. That's that's a bit hyperbolic. But some of the team are old elitist jerks guys who played the game back at the end of the original World of Warcraft. You know, these these are the Ian is one of the guys that turned around and said that the numbers for uh made it impossible that's right yeah so they did hire some people but these are people that worked with numbers you know and they got them in for there but i mean for the for the sake of argument sake here blizzard still don't look at world of warcraft from a player's perspective they look at it from a developer's perspective which isn't a bad thing because they've got a design choice that they want to make for the game, but some of the choices that they make in hot fixes and everything else are not based on player fun and everything else, and they could just be left alone. Fight. They could do something like like, like they did with Emma Nightmare, you know, like that that white room. They they tell you just the boss, so every raid is built in a white room like like that one, and then you, and then when the raid comes in, the whole room is then like turned around and you can see everything so on ptr you only see the the emo nightmare okay i'm trying to remember uh, what, you, what white room you're talking about the, the one with xavius oh right yeah okay i'm with you i thought that's what you were talking about but yeah yeah because i can see that like like but but then if, if the raid uses room elements then it's out, out the window yeah, yeah. never mind I'd say I think that was one, probably one of their 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 cheapest design. No, I'm kidding. But there was there was a lot of detail that even went into that room. That was a fight. That even though it was all just white, that that they, they, they took a lot of work with that one. I was impressed with, with what they did. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's the same sort of mechanic they used for Shah of Fear on Heroic when he takes you to the other thing. Yeah, and but, um... and uh, as the tier says that they could use placeholder models. Yeah. I could see they, that. they could do, but uh, a, a big part of specific fighting specific models in a PTR is because they have specific hitboxes, and it allows those cutting edge raiders to actually find where they can stand. And normally, that where pe where where raiders can actually stand on fights like that is how they can get around a few mechanics and bits and pieces. So, unfortunately, some it is worth having an actual model size. But yeah, they could just scale up the model to where it is as well. So yeah. But I think, I think we're done for the week, to be fair. Um, damn me in my knowledge. Yeah, sorry. The the all-knowing person who's played the game for way too damn long. Before we, uh, before we actually call it a day, I do want to give a big shout-out to a video that I saw today. 
Uh, if I can actually find it quickly. So, um, I linked it on a few discords and everything else, but uh, Foldable Human on uh, on Twitter uh, made a video on YouTube called World of Warcraft Classic and What We Left Behind. There's a lot of it on what I kind of talk about in World of Warcraft for the longest time. Uh, and like how I think it should go, but it's a really, it's, it's a 40 minute video. It's really worth watching and uh, I think everybody should give it a good look. I'll link it in Frasley's Discord later and I'll link it in Twitch if I can actually find my links to it. I beat but, you to Twitch. Boom! Did you actually link it? Did you? Brilliant stuff. Yep. Um, it's really good. Uh, it talks about classic. It talks about vanilla WoW. It talks about retail WoW and how people look at things and how they ascertain things. I do suggest giving it a good read. I know. Frasley actually beating me to something for once. It's... Uh, the only thing I did, I did not do no mic drop because whenever mic drops happen, I'm like, no, not that mic, no, you don't want to do a class. Well, that, I don't want. That's why oh, we've pretty. all got fresh mic arms and everything else. So yes, yeah, oh, pretty. You, you're safe. I won't ever drop you. <laughs> thank you very much for watching. Uh, if you've been joining us live, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you've been listening to the recording version or just having this on in the background, it's always a pleasure to talk World of Warcraft with my main man. Mr. Frasley-tastic, where can they find you around the internet, Mr. Frasley? You can find me at frasley.com, on Twitter at frasley-tastic, or on Twitch at gnome.live. Gnome.live. You can find me uh, always on at Titans Creed on my main account, at Gaming Phoenix. If you just want stuff like new of uh, when I'm going live on Twitch or videos up on YouTube, uh, you can find the VOD of this cast over on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions, as well as held on all good podcasting sites. And you can find me live on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. I'm around about five to seven days a week. So thank you very much for watching and or listening, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be back next week with another episode. And as Mr. Frasley always likes to say, Be awesome. That's with the B-E-E. Yeah. You gonna go get your honey back harvested now, Mr. Frasley? One day. I'll, one day I'll catch up to you. I'm, I'm just stuck in the honey. <laughs> Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, we'll see you for another Stories of Ar Arandasaroth. <laughs>